This episode of the STL Happy Hour podcast is brought to you by Adam Lewis, certified by the Titleist Performance Institute at Functional Fitness. Visit them online at functionalfitnessimages.com. This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezing cold in ancient shoes, old. You're the cold maze, say one. Freezing cold in ancient shoes, old. All right. He hasn't. He hasn't asked about the music yet. I was going to say, Chris, do you uh, have you ever heard this song from your previous podcast? Oh, that's good. I that's mean, a yeah, good answer. That's a real good answer. We have a we have a listener in the uh, in the stu- in the Glen Carbon Studios. Tonight. Live in the studios. You want to introduce him? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Because I never got his last name. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, in the studio tonight with us for this uh, episode six is uh, my best friend Chris Riva, and he is from the city of Chicago. He is a Cubs. Chicago. He is a Cubs Go. fan. Oh, so you're welcome. We could fucking hate him if we want. You're welcome. Uh, you and your Chris Bryant, St. Yeah. Louis hating people. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wears mm-hmm. flannel shorts it to was games. Taken out mm-hmm. of context. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my buddy. That's my buddy Chris. He's here with us tonight. Chris, Thank welcome you. to the uh, St. Louis Podcast Network Studios. Glad to have you here. Oh, uh, well, the honor's all mine. Thank you for having me. So have you actually ever, have you ever heard this song before? Before no. this? No. I'd never heard it either. No. You know what show it's from? Uh, Californication. No, I love that show. I know. Good guess. That was, I like the play. Did, did you ever watch Californication? I did not. Oh, my God, dude. Hank I, Moody Yeah, I, mean, like I know. I know the spirit character. animal. Yeah, he just <laughs> bangs everything in the side, right? It's great. It's such a good show. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a really good show. No, but it's from the uh, TV show Fargo. Have you, you ever heard of that? The one on FX? I've heard of it. Only, yeah. s- only seen the I've movie. I've never seen it. Only seen the movie. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Are Great they related? Movie. Are the two things, re- are the show and the, and the movie related? Well, the way uh, somebody was telling me was that it's kind of related. Kind. Like, you know what I mean? Like it. So there's a, a, a general tie-in. Yes. General tie-in. But not, not uh Scene for scene type of stuff now. It's the STL Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Andy Hanselman alongside John Sander and our special guest, Chris Rivas. Is that what you said? Riva. Oh, I like Reva. that, though. I'll go with Rivas. Rivas. <laughs> I'll Reva. accept that. Chris Riva. Yeah. Don't make me laugh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate the continued support that you have, have given us. You're a very, very gracious support in time. Uh, we hope that you're in, enjoying the program. God, I feel like it's been a minute since I've sat in the seat here and, and run this. I feel like I'm, I'm lost, but I'll, I'll find my training wheels here again. I'll have to explain minute. why we were off for a couple of weeks just to. Yeah, get maybe that out you of can way. do that. But um, we, uh, so you can find us many, 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 many places. The stlpodcast.com. Look us up under STL Happy Hour. The STL Happy Hour Facebook page. Also, the St. Louis Podcast Network Facebook page. Also, you can subscribe on your favorite platforms, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Just search STL Happy Hour. So I figured out, so I had to actually subscribe for my mom. Okay. The other day. So I figured out how to do it on the iPhone. So there's actually, I didn't know, I didn't know this, but there's a podcasts app. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's where you find it. Yeah. And it's it, super it, simple. Apple makes it so simple. Like, yeah. honestly, it really I does. It's like you had to go into iTunes and like no. click on podcasts and no. then click on this and then click on that. No. no, you go to the podcast app. Yeah. On your home screen. Uh-huh. And uh, it's the purple. Yeah, it's the purple it's app. Purple app. Yep. So you just look at the pie. And then if it's uh, if you're on an Android phone and every Android phone has Google Play on it, not your Play Store, but Google Play. I think it's Play Music is where it's, is where it's under. I had to find it for Lauren's aunt the other day. That's yep. where I found it on so Android. So Play Music and just go to podcasts and search STL Happy Hour. The uh, Android folks have not made it super easy yet without downloading a, a third-party app. So. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> now you had a great Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I, I uh, unfortunately for about 15 years, um, if I sound really nasally during this podcast, it's because essentially I am really nasally during this podcast. Um, like 15 fucking years now, man, I haven't been able to breathe at all. Like can't breathe, man. Like at night, I'd wake up in the middle of the night. It feels like you're suffocating. Like your nose just will completely shut down. It's like, fuck man, tired of it. So I've had like a million little tiny, tiny things done where like they would shrink this, move this, do that, but to no avail. And it was like, all right, enough. So I went to this doctor and the doctor was like, we can do a full nasal reconstruction surgery, which essentially was a five and a half hour surgery. Where they that long, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. And it was uh um literally, you know, not to get too graphic, but you cut the nose at the at the tip and pull it back and move everything around and fix some cartilage that was gone and needed to be uh, repaired. So I have like a a hole in my ribs over here. They took the cartilage from there. Huh. And uh they mend it and move it and uh you have a deviated septum fella? I had a multiple (laughs) deviated septums. I'd lost a couple fights. Now usually that's from cocaine use. Uh, no comment. (laughs) <laughs> all the above yeah no all no open comment i will not admit to anything on the air well, yeah i don't know we don't need to do that but uh Although i think you have mentioned in in previous episodes about the amount of drugs that you've done in your yeah. life but that's cool man yeah man yeah i've, I've, I've had a definite you want to something crazy i've never done a bump really ever, ever in my life me neither nope i've never okay done a bump. so all right so since we are going to talk about this, i was just actually just going to ask you about this because i was listening to mike tyson on joe rogan's podcast the yeah other day. do you talk about being in, Dude, in Lindsay about... lohan's bathroom or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well he was talking about uh smoking something called dmt oh which comes from the excrement of a frog doesn't it like it's like a hallucinogenic super right? fucking hallucinogenic yeah. Yeah. really like yeah super potent and it makes you like supposedly um, Joe Rogan's done it and Mike Tyson was talking about it he was talking about how it'll make you like for the first time in your life see life clearly even afterwards like it just changes you forever now any drug that would change you forever kind of scares the shit out of me what do you mean see life clearly like find the kinda, purpose like yes. find the purpose of life yes from this from frog shit yes because it makes you trip out so hard for like a good 30 minutes only like a 30 minute high yeah but people say that about when they drop acid too I agree I mean they I've heard that. mostly when you drop acid that like the ceiling rains on you uh, that could happen uh, I think too. It, it's an individual experience from what I, I, I didn't have I, never I, didn't, did I didn't I didn't have I've never that. done acid either okay nope. so I'm, I'm very I'm very here's how I would put it and I'll just be open about it uh, I've never done meth well, good for you. That would be what I would say. I mean, that's smoking battery acid. I've never done meth. Good for you. And then some. Everything, <laughs> everything else, whatever. Whatever, man. Heroin? Uh, unfortunately, I, I have tried that way back when. Yeah. You know, not with a needle. I'm not a needle guy. I'm good. terrified of them. Oh, well, so but the that's the problem now is that... I mean, you, yeah, you covered can, in tattoos, but I don't like needles. That's true. You can get it in the, in the pill form now, and that's what all yeah. these... Although, I was... Uh, the Madison County Corner, which is where we are here in Illinois... Um, said that they had more deaths from fentanyl. Yeah, this past year, pot- it, isn't it supposedly more potent? Or they're mixing it. They're mixing they're cutting it, with, it with, it. with it, so people right. can't. So gauge. they cut it with it, and that's what happens. Yeah. So that's what's okay. So I always get you have to be careful when you say that that's what's actually killing people. Like heroin kills people, but it's actually mostly what it's cut with. Yeah. So it's like too much heroin, or it's too much fentanyl is what is killing people. Did you guys ever watch the TV show The Wire? Yeah. Yeah. I did not. So HBO. they say yeah. there's a, now it's not 100 percent word for word, but they're saying if you it, one of the drug dealers, they're the big drug that they talk about there is heroin, and if the dealer is dealing stuff that is making people drop dead, they know that it's good stuff, so they will sell more of it because they see how potent it is. Yeah, yeah. And it it's seems cr- like it's, it's kind of what's going it's on crazy. here. It's an effed up world. Like. like mine was nothing ever like that. Mine was just like 
like I accidentally stumbled upon some of these odd drugs that you would like. It was just more like, oh, I was at a party and you'd be hanging out. And somebody would be like, oh, you want to do this? And they wouldn't even tell you what it is. And you'd just be like, oh, yeah, sure. Man. Sure. OK, cool. And you'd think you were doing whatever. And it just turned out it wasn't. I mean, right. what, like a perfect example, like when you were like, oh, have you ever tried that? It's like literally one time. One time somebody fooled me into me not knowing what I was putting I can totally in my body. Understand how it could happen. And like I said, since it wasn't a needle, I wasn't thinking anything of right. it. It was literally like one time somebody said, hey, try this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then... Was it a know, pill or did you smoke it? Uh, snort it? Snort it. Or snort it. Okay. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, there you go. And then... That's cool. That was it. I could totally see how that could happen. And again, it was, fuck, man, 15 years ago? Yeah. I mean, I was like 18, I mean, 19? most people do that shit and they, they get hooked and, they, and yeah. they spend their life chasing that high. I was very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. I know I have, I have friends and family members... Uh, that have not been lucky, uh, that weren't able to get away with it. And yeah. uh, the first thing I would say is about any drugs is obviously, you know, I'm not ever trying to glorify it or anything like that. No, not at um, all. You know, this is more of like a serious conversation that we started out with. But um, but the, you know, at the same point in time, you just have to be careful with what you're putting in your body, no matter what it is, no matter what. Well, I was just 18 stupid, man. Yeah. Sometimes and you I lucked find out, out the hard way. Yep. And I lucked out. Not everybody lucks out. No, not everybody lucks out. But uh, the DMT thing, dude, can you imagine like smoking something or ingesting something that you find the purpose of your life? They have this drug. It's, First off, it, imagine Mike Tyson saying that. No, well, right. I, you can't take That's anything That's all I'm saying. saying is, seriously. fucking Mike Tyson. Man. Did you ever hear of hey, me? Man, you get this shit out of the fog, <laughs> out of the fog poop, man. You extract it out, you smoke it. Oh, my God. Did you ever, did you ever, hear, did you ever hear this thing called ayahuasca? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that, but the opposite, because I guess you trip so hard that your body rejects any type of addiction that you have, something as simple as caffeine or something as yeah. extreme as heroin, Yeah, and it's like made from this root or bark somewhere in South America, and they, yeah. you drink it, you puke your yeah. guts out for you like two days. You get like sick as shit from it. And yeah. you have this like life-altering experience, something mm-hmm. like DMT, mm-hmm. and then that's it. You're cured of addiction, Yeah, supposedly. It's this really taboo no, like, thing. Huh. Yeah. Well, they talk about, like we've talked about it, yeah. over in Switzerland or Sweden, I was just listening to a podcast about it, um, how they're using uh, mushrooms as a way to get people to uh, stop their heroin abuse. Yeah, but, Like they're but, using the mushrooms to like mellow these people out. But I hate to say, it's kind of like... Uh, like with couples therapy, with like ecstasy or MDMA, they, it's like micro doses though. They're yes. not full on taking. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Correct. Yeah. It is done by a doctor. I, I hate it to is. say it. It's a little more regulated. Yeah. Well, all of it There's should be oversight. regulated. You'd have a lot well, less yeah, issues. But your eighteen-year-old kid is isn't mm-hmm. regulating what they're doing. You know, at but the, party. The, the problem is, is that you know the first of all, the, the doctors were so loosey goosey with with prescribing Vicodin and yep. yeah. and other opiates yeah. mm-hmm. for yep. pain management, and these. Folks are getting hooked, yeah. and then all right. Well, then they doctors cut them off. Well, that doesn't just kill. That doesn't just take care of your addiction. <laughs> well, that's the. Problem. So they go out. So, yeah, so they go out and find a new addiction. Other ways to get it, and well, like it's. Cheaper. I don't have any Vicodin, mm-hmm. but hey, I have this. Right, heroin's cheaper. Right, it is way cheaper. It's cheaper, and that's well, the thing. and that's how it starts. Is a lot of these kids, and I literally mean kids, like 13, 14 year old kids, get stuck on it because their parents have a knee surgery and they have Vicodin yep. left over, yep. and the kids just looking to have a little fun, or they think what's going to be fun, and unfortunately, it fucking you know. Well, yeah. I've also been lucky, man. Like the guy gave me thirty hydrocodone for this surgery. I went through the first ten because the first couple days of the surgery. You need um, it. It's, yeah. You need it. Chris is. I had a Chris, similar situation. Chris had a similar surgery operation. to it. Yeah. Okay. And it, um, you know, when it's all said and done, hopefully it'll change my life for the good and I'll be able to breathe like a normal person and, and it'll be great. But, uh, 
getting through the surgery itself the first couple of days is pretty brutal. Um, and you get to wear sweet nasal casts like I'm wearing right now on the outside. It looks yeah, he cool. walked up and High I fashion. thought he was like a lifeguard from the 1980s with a with a bunch of zinc oxide <laughs> on his nose. I was wait, was waiting for the for the, so, for the for the mirrored Ray Bans to, to so come on. Oh, he, 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 left so in, he left them stupid. in his truck. Don't worry, they're <laughs> like. Looks so fucking stupid. Dude, I was driving uh, yesterday. I was driving somewhere. I don't even know where I was going, but uh, the guy next to me was just like cruising next to me and he like looked over into my truck and I just happened to like look over and we had like a, a moment where we kind of oh, like did he locked do a double eyes. take? Yeah, dude. He looked at me and his eyes got like wide because it was like, I guess he wasn't expecting some dude with a fucking cast well, on no, his but, nose. I mean, you know, if like, you're some Joe Schmo walking down the street, it looks yeah. like you just got your nose broken in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. They don't I need to know that. Shit out of you. Dude, they I literally went to Walgreens like two days afterwards because I had to get a uh, like saline or some shit. And the gal was like, oh, what oh, happened? God. I go, you should have seen the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to be a bitch and be like, I got this because. I just was like, you should have seen the other guy. I can breathe now. I got this because yeah. I couldn't breathe when yeah. I was sleeping at night. Hi, fella. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, right, my so I, apologies. I promised, I promised I wouldn't make fun of you, but you're kind of no. making fun of yourself. Oh, yeah. So it kind of opened the door for it. So my apologies. <laughs> that That's why we missed uh, a week or two of the podcast. And I am thrilled to be back, to be honest with you. I am too. I can't breathe for shit right now. You sound great. Yeah, right. And I... Uh, you look fantastic. You look, yeah, even God, better. Yeah. That's right. Fucking the hair, lion. The quaff is on point. Yeah, the hair is on point. But I was... Uh, <laughs> the I, wanted, you, I wanted to do the podcast so, so bad that uh, I wanted to get out here and see you. Have you been off work? Yeah, I'm off work this week, yeah. It was already a planned vacation, so I essentially took two personal days to have the surgery done last week on Valentine's Day, so Lauren is thrilled with me. Your Valentine's Day date. Yeah. 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 Take her to see, uh, we went, actually went to the movies, and I saw uh, Isn't It Romantic with Rebel Wilson. Really? It was good? Mm. Is it funny at all? No, she is funny. She is funny. I thought I I was kind of over her. With all of them just doing Pitch Perfect over and over and over again. Yeah. Now, but one of the main characters is the bumper from the first Pitch Perfect movie. Okay, yeah. But it's yeah, she's very funny in the movie. Do you know who that is, Chris? Uh, I can't Rebel say. Wilson. I know who Rebel Wilson is, but okay. not Pitch Perfect. Haven't, haven't seen. No, that's all right. But yeah. I mean, the Rebel oh. Wilson, she's pretty funny, man. Yeah. It's a bunch of hot chicks singing acapella. They are pretty hot. They're pretty good. Anna Kendrick girls. is is beautiful to me. Sold. You know who she is? Sold. Sold. Yeah. yeah. Sold. Sold on Andy You know, Kendrick. speaking of uh, uh, movies, um, I was, Andy, you and I were kind of conversing over this last night over the over Facebook. I, uh, I'd seen it when it first came out, but I'll be honest with you, it was the day after what would have been my brother's 30th birthday party. Um, my brother passed like 10 years ago, but we had his birthday party uh, at my parents' house, and the next day I was like hungover as hell, and Lauren was like, I'd like to go see... Stars born, so we went and saw the movie. So I kind of was in like a mode where I didn't feel really well, you know. Yeah. And you go to the movies or whatever, and we went and saw Stars born, and I really liked it. But I was like, mm, I kind of didn't get like the whole experience that everybody else was talking about. So we uh, bought it last night and watched it. And fuck, man, is that good? A Stars born? You seen it yet, Chris? I only uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I, I'm glad you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really I'm really far behind with my movies. So it's I'm, the, I'm really bad. I, but I know I do know what you're talking about. I just for for reference, I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm also very behind on my movies. Did too. you see that? I have yet to even see that. Bohemian Rhapsody. What'd you think, Andy? I really liked it. A lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah, there were some guy? people. Some people who said that they could have gone farther in depth with some of the stories. They didn't need to. No, they alluded. They alluded to enough drug use. Yes, they alluded to enough homosexual activity. Mm-hmm. They allude. I mean, there was lots left to the imagination, which is fine. I mean, like my wife, for instance, does not like going to movies where there's a lot of drug use. Well, right. let's be honest. That probably could uh, potentially set them up for a nice sequel. Well, no, like 
like oh, I just figured, you know, if they left something out, you know. No, they leave some... it out, I think, honestly, because of out of respect. I got you. You, know you just I mean? don't, okay. you just, you just, I think it lowers the quality of the movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What no. I was excited about was that there was a preview for a movie coming out this summer, and it's the Elton John biopic. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Mm. Rocket Man looks pumped. great. Pumped. And that pumped. kid can actually sing. And I'm a huge Elton John fan. He's the, huge. he, the guy playing Elton John is the guy in the movie The Kingsman. Oh, uh, sure. That's who that is. And he can actually really sing. Like really well. Like I know you can Google he, he it right plays, now. He sings uh, he Tiny Dancer. He plays yeah. Eggy in uh, the Kingsman movies. Yes, he could. Tr- Boy, I like that guy a lot. Wait, the main character? Yeah, yeah. I have seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. He, but he's doing an Elton John uh, biopic. It'll be coming out this huh. this awesome. summer. It's called Rocket Man. It looks actually really good. But Bohemian Rhapsody was really good. Uh, what do you want to talk about with the Star Is Born? I know you said you wanted to mention. Dude, it. I mean it's it's so good. So we're gonna. I, I don't. I think it's on demand now too. Yeah. Should be. So we're going to watch it this weekend. Yeah, I don't really want to say too much. I mean, uh, I kind of want to more converse about it next time we have the podcast after you see it because I want to yeah. see. I want to point out some things that um, I decided to like look up. Like it was all taped live, just so you know. Like, oh, really? When they're performing, it's not like a stage. They're performing live at Coachella and live at Glastonbury is what it's called okay. in England. Uh, and they followed Willie Nelson at Coachella and they followed Chris Christopherson Ironically, who was in the third installment of A Star Is Born, right, with Barbara Streisand, yeah, and they followed him huh. in New England. But they what a coincidence! So huh. the way they taped that, though, just like in an interesting fact, is they would tell people in the audience, "Look, we're taping this for the movie, but since we don't want you to be able to videotape the songs and put them on the internet, you won't be able to hear them sing. But we're going to be recording the music, right? So like they're live up there singing. It's one take, but it's not coming over the PA. No, it's just like this. Yeah. Yeah, where they're just plugged into the where they can right. do everything internally, but there's yep. nothing. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, that's, that's awesome. It is. It's really cool, man. So like the crowds are out there, like fucking, like dude, Bradley Cooper's singing. Like this is awesome. We don't know what the hell he's saying, but it's awesome. And Lady Gaga's up there with Bradley Cooper. Like what the fuck's going on? And they're like. So but, then I saw this. So I was looking up videos of Shallow, and Lady Gaga's been performing it at her during her residency in Las Vegas. I think she's at the MGM Grand, mm-hmm. and uh, Bradley Cooper's out in the audience just watching the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she calls him up on stage. Really? And they do it, and they do Shallow together. It's a fucking good song, man. You were talking before we got going. Bradley Cooper is not allowed to be A, good looking, B, a good actor, C, a guitar player now, and now D, a good singer. Dude, Go fuck yourself, Bradley Cooper. He's a writer. He's a director. Like, dude, are you? have you seen his, uh, uh, I guess it's fiance, Irina Shake? Get the fuck out of here. She's beautiful. Well, if you're that talented, if you're that talented, that's probably the quality you're gonna it's be crazy you know, and he's probably hung like a horse too well i mean it. fucker fuck <laughs> no but i mean like what a talented I stand zero chance what a, what a super talented guy like overall like i just thought the whole thing was done really hey, well lady. i thought lady gaga was really great and i'm not really big into her gimmicks and shit but i thought a, it was great you, I, I thought saw, she was great i watched an uh, interview with her on ellen mm. and she said she had to re-dye her hair the day after they stopped filming uh, back to blonde because she had to get out of that character. She was so wrapped up in it. Yeah, I could see that. I watched uh, Lauren and I were looking for something to watch. Obviously, during this whole you stay at home and have nothing to do and yeah. you get your face cut off right. uh, moment. And we watched uh, Re- Lady Gaga's. It was rearranged. <laughs> rearranged. Yeah. We watched uh, Lady Gaga's documentary Five Foot Two. Yeah. On Netflix, and it was um, pretty damn good, man. Like you don't think about it, but like, can you imagine either of you? Being so fucking famous that everywhere you go, I mean, everywhere you go in the world, I don't think I'd people want are that. losing their shit. No, you don't, don't think that. I'd want that. I can't imagine that. To like, answer all, your question, no. Like, did you ever no. like? 
like on a bigger question, would you ever really want to be famous, Chris? Like hands I actually, down, no, hands down, no questions asked. The older it, I get, the further away from everything else I almost want would to you, go. Andy, would you ever really want to be famous? I used to want to be. Yeah. I've I've always been kind of famous in my own little world. Yeah, right. But <laughs> yeah. Why, well, yeah, your people you know, right? Right. Like your circle. But um, no, not anymore. See, I'm the same way. I'm 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 towards what you were saying. Like, uh, I thought when I was younger, like I want to be a movie star, a TV star, a musician, whatever. Like that's what I want to do because one, it would be what a fucking cool lifestyle, which I still believe that's true. Sure. But is. the famous part seemed awesome as well. Every year I've gotten older, the being famous part kind of fucking seems awful it really does i can't imagine the you know not being able to leave your house or I'm having to have security pro- around lack of privacy well, yeah so yeah. like she lost her fiance her fiance and her split up they did in the documentary and she oh, in she, real life too yeah so here they are in the documentary and she's like trying to go through a breakup and she's she can't even walk out her own front door dude there's 700 paparazzi and shit just like taking pictures and asking questions and tmz shit could you imagine that? No. Would not want like, that. So, I mean, I don't know, man. You kind of get it. I mean, nobody feels bad for people making multi-millions of dollars and doing something they love and yada, well, yada, and yada. And they're good at is the, is the bottom line. Yeah. They're good You at do, it. but you don't. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird feeling. You yeah. don't know. You want to feel bad for them because you're like, that's fucked up, but... Well, they eh. chose that. Nobody... I mean, it's that's not true. like Michael Jackson here where you were forced yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. I always wondered about that. Like, would you would you trade what you have now? No. Okay. Would you? No, like I said, I'd yeah. probably move no. further away in the middle of nowhere, Idaho or Montana, so people won't bother me. And I know I'm that's not what, even famous. I know that's what John Mayer did. He moved to fucking Montana. I went through a life-changing experience a few years ago um, where I really I relied on validation from other people a lot. That's oh, dangerous. Yes, yes. Even strangers. It's dangerous. Extremely dangerous. And I had to find value in myself, and I worked really, really hard and find that. And that's why I, it was immediate. No, that wouldn't trade my life for anything. No. Did you go to therapy? To, Fuck to, yeah, I did. did you? Fuck I just started yeah. doing therapy. Um, shit, maybe about four or four months ago. I think. What did I tell you, Chris? Like four or five months ago, I started doing it. I guess. I think it was yeah. And just about. Um, you know, excuse me. In my group of friends, it's kind of like kind of like uh, shunned away or whatever because you know we're all guys, shit like that. But it's like, dude, I'll tell you what, therapy. Um, has been super productive and helpful for me because it just kind of makes you understand that you do not need validation from other people. You don't. You don't. And it's a it's an every if you're if you're struggling with it too, it's an everyday battle. It yeah. never goes away. No, it's like being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. It never goes away. You just choose not to let it happen. Yeah, it's like a minute by minute basis. It's crazy. Have you ever done anything like that before? I mean, you don't have to. I'm. And you, I mean, and you I'm don't. You don't down, have to talk about it. Down, you don't no want questions to. asked. My own worst enemy. And you know, when it comes to certain things, I think everybody, to a certain extent, needs validation. Right now, where that threshold and that line is, like the line I of demarcation. Don't necessarily, no. I mean, I'll wake up one day and say, I don't care what anybody thinks. And then you'll wake up the next day and be like, I, I need to know what other people that. think. Yeah. Right. You know. So. I mean, we all have our own insecurities yeah. and things like that, but and the, the older for me personally, the older I get, the less I tend to care about. The only people I care about having validation from are myself and my wife. It's all that matters. Well, but that's man. the most important, anyway. That's what's yeah. most important. That's it's all what that matters. Really matters. The rest of it's just bullshit. If, if I get val- if I get validation from other people, sure, that's great. If yeah, I don't, absolutely. well, you, you know shouldn't what? seek it out because at the end of the day, that's it's strangers and it's an opinion. It's neither right exactly. or wrong. Exactly. Know? So that's actually a really important point right there. Like that, it's an opinion. 
It's not right or wrong. Like, if they think you're an asshole, then that's your fucking opinion. It may be true, but at the end of the day, you can ask somebody else, and they might tell you, no, he's the best person in the world. So we've we've battled drugs and mental health so far in this episode. Welcome. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the STL Happy Hour. hour. (laughs) Like, we've been drunk drunk already. How come nobody likes me? (laughs) I just need another margarita. What I did want to talk about with you, Alpina, was this Matt Kuchar situation, and I'm really, really mad about it. Golf. Anyone listening, we're going into golf real quick, so Chris will just shut her down for a second. I'll be out for a second. But this is a golf thing, but it actually is a little bit different, it's a little a, bit more. It's a, it's a social media thing that we've talked about with the guy that, you, and I can't think of his name, that was on that was on Joe Rogan's podcast that you've talked about, about this Pitchfork Mafia. Oh, uh, Sam Harris and uh, Sam Harris. Oh, not Sam Harris. Who's the other guy? Um, oh, my God. I can't think of what his name is. He. Oh, my God. I'll look it up while you're, you're going and tell the Matt Kuchar thing. Here's what happened. For those of you who don't follow, Matt Kuchar is a professional golfer, has been a pro golfer for close to 20 years now, and played a tournament down in Mexico last fall. He had a, his regular caddy was not available, so he had a course caddy. His name was David Ortiz. They call him uh, El Capo. El- Definitely not El Chapo. I'll tell you that. Right? Because that guy's he had in prison. That's a, a different person. Right, that's a different person. Anyway, his name is David Ortiz. Jonathan Height. Jonathan Height. Yeah, Jonathan Height's the guy we're talking about. Um, who I still need to listen to those podcasts. They're great. Height. So what happened was um, Matt Kuchar had an agreement that uh, he was going to, if, if a certain threshold was met, like if you made the cut, or if you didn't make the cut, he'd pay the guy $1,000 for, for two days of work. Okay. If you made the cut, the, he'd pay him uh, $2,000 for four days of work. If he had a top 25 finish, he's going to be 3000 Top 10, uh, $4,000. Matt Kuchar ends up winning the tournament, ends up winning $1.3 million, and pays the guy $4,000 plus a tip of $1,000 for a total of $5,000. When you're a caddy for a PGA Tour professional, if typically if, you are, if, if you're on the bag and then your guy wins, you get 10%. Ooh, okay. Oh, but that's what's typical. That's that's if the caddy's in your employ, you uh-huh. know, he's with you all the time. This guy he was just he just picked up a loop. Right. He just picked up. You know, he was Kuchar needed a caddy. This this course next had man caddies. Up. He was the next man up. Had a great deal. They had a deal, and they had it. They had they had a handshake deal. They never had a deal with what happened if 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 Matt won. They there that was never that was never done. Um, came out on social media last fall that. Uh, Matt Kuchar with a cheapskate is what they were calling him because he only paid this guy $5,000. Um, he said he wanted $50,000 for for that, uh, for the loop. Uh, and they came back and offered $15,000, and, he, and they, he said, no, keep your money. It came back up again this past week. They were playing, uh, the PGA Tour played the Genesis Open. Mm-hmm. These stupid these stupid corporate sponsors, man. Right. I know they're worth a bajillion dollars, but stupid. It's the last thing, the LA Open, mm-hmm. the Northern Trust Open is what it was for a long time too. Yeah. Um, and actually, and now it's a tournament hosted by the Tiger Woods Foundation. Kuchar was this is Kuchar's first appearance on the PGA Tour. I think the first one. Anyway, it came back up because he was playing and he was a prominent figure, and people were yelling at him and and, and calling him names in the gallery. First off, where the fuck does anyone get the dis- the distinction that exactly. they can that they could call somebody else a cheapskate? 
What business? It's nobody else's fucking business. Like, see, Chris, you don't know anything about golf or care. I mean, you know things about it, but you don't there care. There you go. But if I, if you were a golfer, uh-huh. let's just put you in Matt Kuchar's shoes. Okay. And uh, I'm some random fuck stick in the stands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go, well, what the fuck, man? Being cheap, blah, blah, blah. Should you give a shit? I mean... You guys shook hands on a deal prior. You shook hands on a deal prior. Okay, of what see, you're going to get paid. You had an agreement. I would, I would... I mean, okay, so at the end of the day... I know what happened. I know it transpired. I know it was said. I know it was done. All right. All right. I was 50% of that equation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So somebody I've never met or even care about is heckling me in the stands. Would that bother me? Sure. But at the end of the day, what does it matter? True. Who's getting matter? heckled in the stands? Who's getting heckled on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is becoming a more and more of a cesspool. But this comes down to the same, a similar topic that you were just talking about is it's the price you pay for being a Famous person. An athlete caliber, you know? The worst thing that, that Matt Kuchar ever did was talk. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have addressed it. And if I wouldn't you, have addressed if you it would, either. If, I, if you would have addressed it, you just address it in the same way that like Tiger Woods would have addressed it and been like, this is what happened. This is what's going on. We're moving on. Or like Bill Belichick. We're moving on to Cincinnati. Like anybody who knows that quote knows what I'm talking about. Like, we're not here to fucking talk about what happened a year ago. What happened happened. We agreed upon it. We shook hands. Now we're moving on. Yeah. That's how it should be handled. The problem is, is a bigger picture, and I kind of think it's like what Andy's talking about here, is it's the social media pitchfork mafia type of style that people use. To, you know, the keyboard gangsters coming after Before you. Before you continue, let me, let me just say, it oh, yeah. ended up being that Matt Kuchar ended up paying this guy $50,000 on Friday, or 45000 uh, uh, okay. more on Friday. He, he succumbed in. He, he, sure. he, he fell for it. Public well, pressure. He got away the. He took away. He goes. Point, sure. You know. Of course, he came out with a. You know, with some weak, some weak ass excuse. You know, I don't know who the person was that was saying those things. I'm not that person. I don't live my life like that. You right. know, I, I treat others the way they want to be treated. Which, in all honest, in all honesty, really, it probably is Matt Kuchar's, um approach because I, I, he one of the nicest guys on tour is what from my. From he what is I one of the most beloved people on tour. Yeah. Yes. So he's, he already has a nice guy personality and, you know, a nice guy reputation, but yeah, he ended up paying the $45,000 to this caddy from Mexico. Hmm. I mean, good for the caddy, man. I mean, I'm sure that money's like life changing for him it and is. to Kuchar. It's not life changing money. It's like money that he probably spends on like the shoes. caddy makes 200 bucks a day. So good for him. But it, my bigger thing is, was Which, okay, by the way, it's a thousand dollars a week. Right. It's pretty good money, even here in the States. Well, my That's bigger, look, a good point. My bigger issue is, why is it everybody else's fucking problem? It's nobody else's problem or anybody else's right. business. If the, if the caddy's upset, then the caddy should handle it with Kuchar, and that should be it. It shouldn't be I everybody else. I don't know else. how it got out the first time. If the caddy went public with it with somebody, or somebody just kind of got wind of what happened and went public with it, I'm, right. not, I'm not sure how that all started. But my thing is, is when, you know, Joe and... uh in Wyoming, who doesn't know Matt Kuchar, doesn't know the caddy, doesn't know what their deal was they struck up, decided this fucking cheapskate and decides to berate him on, you know, social media or wherever they do it at. I just go, why does that guy get to do that? Well, unfortunately, for better or for worse, that's the power of the Internet. Yeah. It gives everybody a voice. Platform. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're right or wrong. But at the same time, one person from middle of nowhere, Wyoming or whatever, yeah. somebody else hears it. In middle of nowhere, I don't know yeah. North Carolina, and that's it. That's all you need. The problem is, it wasn't middle of nowhere. Then Jim Rome gets on a gets on his soapbox about it on his on his nationally syndicated radio show, and puts Matt Kuchar in the same category 
as Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and Tiger Woods, who are notorious cheapskates, right? And you know, and terrible tippers. I mean, yep. and you have to be. And he was saying, you know, if I could do a Rome voice, he said, do you know how bad of a tipper you have to be to get on that list? You have to be a terrible tipper. Like you don't even leave ten percent; you leave less than that. Now that shit's bad. As somebody who's worked in the restaurant industry for well over fifteen years at this point. Um, bad tipping is fucking bad, man. Now, I've, also, if you give bad service, that would be see that I'd want to know that with the Jordan, with Scottie Pippen, with whomever's been accused of being a poor tipper. How is the service, dude? If your service sucks, you deserve what you get. Like I've waited on tables where I'm like too busy, and I'll I just can't give them like the attention that I should be giving them, and I get twelve percent. I go, yeah, that sucks, but I gave them about twelve percent, right? Now, if I give somebody the best fucking service I can and they tip me 8%, then yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of like, well, fuck this guy, yeah. gal, whatever. But like, but if you, it, it, generally speaking, I've found that your tip is 90% of the time, the tip that you receive for whatever service you're giving is generally equal to the amount of effort you gave for the most part. There is that 10%, there is that 10% of people that just tip like shit or believe you, you know they don't owe you money you know but it's typically the people who can afford to tip well that don't right in those situations right but again do you believe like if let's say you had 50 million dollars in the bank okay mm-hmm. and you had a shitty server do you believe you owe them 30 percent you know or something like that i i tip 20 percent no matter what i, do I will say that i, pretty I have never not tipped 20 percent. but i also work in the industry and understand that someone's got to feed their kid well that's why i think it's as Anybody in the United States, I guess specifically, where there are people who work in the service industry that are their living is almost more than 50% contingent upon the service that they provide to these people where tips will pay their bills. I think it's important that, especially like teenagers... Everybody should work in the service industry in some capacity. God, I agree with that so much. When I worked in a restaurant, it gave me a whole different approach and understanding of how things work, and that's the reason why i leave 20 percent. did you ever work andy did you ever work in a uh... worked at a car wash that okay. was kind of that was kind of okay. that was kind of tip dependent I, I was gonna ask you how do you learn like i always wonder like how do people learn how to tip properly well, well, nowadays my, my parents taught me too okay right. okay so that's right. what i was but gonna working ask. in the service industry of some sort seeing how that money is either earned or given out i think makes a big difference the amount of people i hear that think i get paid ten dollars an hour when i'm waiting tables fucking makes me laugh dude makes me cry it makes me laugh because they'll be like, oh, well, I, I thought you got, you know, like 10 bucks an hour. So why did, what does it matter if you only made 80 bucks tonight? It's like, because uh, that's it, dude. Because you make $3 an hour or whatever it is, $3.25. Right. And then after mm-hmm. taxes, let me tell you something. It's a nothing. Two, a two-week paycheck, it ain't nothing. It's like less than $10. It's nothing, dude. It's nothing. So if you don't get tips, you don't get anything. So True. that's a common misconception with some people that really it really bothers me. Well, once again... That's why you need to treat your servers with respect because yeah. at the same time, you don't know what they're going through or what's going on with them as well. Just Fair. Like anything else. But it's, it's interesting that you said that the tip is pretty relevant or you know, kind of you know, in ratio to, to, the, to the amount of effort you put under the table. I feel so. Is, tip, you know, but like, is it possible that Michael Jordan's expectations of service are just so fucking out there that if you could even if you stop by Absolutely. every three minutes to yes. fill his water glass yes. and give him new butter, that he would be like, that, you know, Andy, he should have been here every minute. I had a table uh, at Fraley's. Uh, I had this table about two months ago, I guess, maybe six weeks ago. Um, it was a guy and a gal. They came in about 9 o'clock on a Thursday night. 
they ordered two burgers and two sodas and the fries came with the burgers and I greeted them when I got there. I said, hey, I'm John. I'll be taking care of you. What can I get you? Took their drink order, went and got their sodas, came right back, dropped off the drinks, came right back, asked them if they were ready to order. They were. It's nine o'clock. They were hungry, I'm sure. Sure. We ordered the burger or they ordered the burgers, went back. Burgers came out and fuck, man, 15 minutes tops. Uh, Burgers and fries come out, take them out. I delivered the burgers and fries. Uh, asked them if they need anything else. No, we got everything. Ketchup and mustard was at the table with napkins. No big deal. And then I disappeared for about, I don't know, man, eight, ten minutes. So I'd ask them if they need anything. I could still see because I was busy like cleaning up my station where I had to go because I was getting ready to get cut, right? So my, my job was almost over. So you could right. start doing a little side work. And I thought, okay, I'll, this is when I'll get all my stuff done. Kept kind of peeking over, making sure nobody's low on any soda or anything like that. Come back like... Oh, like I said, maybe eight, nine, ten minutes later and uh, come up to the table. The guy is gone. He's in the bathroom and the I guess his wife or girlfriend, fiance, whatever she was. She goes, uh, this was really poor service. Hmm. And I go, oh, OK. I, w- I was actually taken back. And I go, I'm sorry. What, what happened? Is something wrong with the burger or you know, is there anything wrong? Sodas were still full, by the way. Uh, ketchup still had all the ketchup. You know, there's nothing. I'm, look- I'm looking like immediately like scanning the table. Like, right. seeing, like what the what did I miss? Like I'm looking uh, nothing that I can see to my eye. And she goes, you didn't come and check on us a couple times while we were eating. Oh, so God. so to you, I guess I'll ask this question, was immediately in the back of my head, I thought, why the fuck would you want me to come bother you if you don't need anything? In the middle of eating. Thank you. Because the very first thought I had was, and I asked openly, was, I'm sorry, I, you know, you just do the fucking thing, you say you're sorry, whatever. Right. And I said, I'm sorry. I go, was there something that you needed? Did you need more? Whatever. No, we didn't need anything. Okay. So then in the back of my head... You keep it in the back of your fucking head and you talk about it now on a podcast as you go, okay, if you didn't fucking need anything and you were happy with your food and your drinks were full and you had everything you needed and you were left alone and you were left alone, why did you need me to come back multiple times to see you if everything was good? They needed your validation. (laughs) I mean, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, I just remember thinking like I got back and I, you know, and if anybody's a server knows it, then you go and talk to their servers and like tell them what your thoughts were. And they're like, why are they mad? I go, I don't have a fucking clue. I would never, There's people I would, that complain for the sake of complaining, John. That's there are. true. I would never withhold tip for it. I would never even say a thing about it. I got 6%. But I get, but I, oh, my God. <laughs> Six fucking percent. I just remember put, putting it. your kid through school. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. What awful people. No. I just, I don't know. I was wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, like, and if, so I would, I would never say a word about it. I would be... We think to myself, you know, it was kind of shitty that, they, that the waiter or, waiter or server didn't come back by... And check on us, even though I didn't need anything. What, right. if, what if I did need something? True, mm-hmm. true. Just, I mean, literally, like two minutes after my food got sat down, I was thinking the waiter should come back, their servers should come yeah, back. Yeah, looking by. back on it, that was the one like fault I had in that, or that yeah. I took. Because what if I did? What if I did need something? Yeah, but like I said, I would never withhold. Tip I guess for because it. I felt like I was right there, and I'm talking, Andy. You're talking. I was like. Twelve well, feet away. Oh, so they could, they, they, they could. They could. Oh, there they, was eyesight, and, oh, okay. they, and they could see you over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. so these they could. I mean, I made eye contact with the female who was sitting at the table. I mean, she would like. So then, like when they look at you and they just go back to eating, I never thought ever right. in my usually, wildest. But most usually, people would raise their hand or say excuse. Well, well, usually, I, I there's thought. a there's usually a look too, like the right. I need something look. Right. Like, uh huh. So again, <laughs> again, if I'm gonna take, I, I'll take stock on my part of it, like. You fucked up, John. I know. Fucking <laughs> asshole. No, I should I should have gone back at least once. But when the thing that caught me off guard and the sentence that caught me off guard was multiple times. 
which yes. she said multiple times. Right. What I want to know is oh, where I are they eating that people get – I mean, there's some restaurants where you get checked on once, twice. Right. But if you get checked on more than twice – I only uh, want I only want to be checked on once. That's my point. Right. Within, within, so like I said, I within, take my within five minutes of getting my food. Right, and I'll take my shit for that. I didn't do the checkup like I should have done the checkup. I thought everything was a okay. That's on me. End of the night, whatever you call it, whatever. Well, you no probably, big deal. You so probably, and you probably cost yourself four <laughs> percent. They were gonna probably tip you ten. Yeah. So I mean, <sighs> fuck me on that deal. But like, I'm just saying, like when she said a couple of times I should have been checking in on her, that was what threw me. That was when I was like, what? The customer isn't always right, John. I just, they I are not always right. Not I always think that right. shit's crazy, man. Sometimes the customer's just an asshole. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think they were complaining for the sake of complaining. If you won't yeah. up to it, John. Yeah, I mean, you that's will one get thing. that. But at the same time, I mean, what? this isn't some fine dining experience that yeah. they're partaking in. This is a local bar and grill, essentially. I just wonder, do you have that where people stop by like multiple times if you've had everything you need? Like, Do they check in like three, four times? Yes. Like, yeah, and I'm like, go away. Okay, exactly. okay, we're, okay. So we're, we're on the we're, same page. We're talking. Well, okay. there's nothing worse than addressing somebody when you have a mouthful of food. Thank you. That's the other right. thing that I think drives me wild. Thank you. Thank you. That was what I was wondering. Oh, well. How about the waiter that kneels down to take your order next to you? Oh, they're tired. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that? No. I will sit in the booth. Will you? If, if, <laughs> <laughs> if he wants that extra 4% in it. No, like, okay, so like I... Yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> I I feel I. You can almost feel out a table, right? So, like, sure. Chris, you've done it. I mean, I guess I can't really say anything about the car wash thing. I don't know how that would work. It'd be weird if you went and sat in somebody's car with them, you know, like hey, while they're well, getting their car wash. How you doing there? Hey, what's, what's happening, <laughs> sailor? No, but uh, with like with me, like if I see like if it's a table of uh, I don't know, like a mom and her kids, or you know, and my kids. I mean, like fourteen, fifteen year old kids, not like they're little kids. You don't freak out little kids and sit down. But every once in a while, I'll sit down just to make them like kind of feel comfortable. And every once in a while, dude, you will fucking guess wrong. I will tell you that mm-hmm. right now. Oh, I and, bet. And mm-hmm. you will sit down and be like, "Hey, what can I get you?" And they will literally be like uncomfortable, and you'll be like, "I'm just gonna fucking get up real quick." Uh, yeah, get you out like, of this. Booth. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> And it's fucking Moving awkward. Right yeah. It's just awkward, and you know. But can I get you? Can I get you a sprite? I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I wonder how many orders I've taken in my lifetime. Fifteen oh, years, That's twelve imp- different restaurants. But you couldn't count that high. I don't think I could, man. I honestly couldn't even figure. I've it. done similar math. I once figured out that I've had thirty-five thousand Tangerine tonics. Thirty-five thousand. Mm. Yeah. And I forgot how I came up. I think it was. I think it was like over over so the how course. So how many years were we guessing? So I, I'm thinking like over the course of ten years. Okay, I'm just trying to do oh, the no, math. Oh no, math. Uh oh. Yeah. It By the way, real fun fact. Right now, tell me what eleven times eleven is. No. It's hundred twenty-one. Okay. I, I'm okay. terrible at math. That's Lauren, why. That's, Lauren and that's I had why. this. Lauren and I had this happen yesterday, where we were talking about like I don't know why we were. But we were like, what's eleven times eleven? And I was like, one hundred twenty-one. She goes, I'm awful at math. Awful. And I go, I go, wait, what? I go, yeah, it is. Now, do you, did you have to do like times tables when you were in like third grade? Yeah, guess what? I was awful at it. John, I became I, 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 became, I became a police officer, so I didn't have to do <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's why you're a cop. Uh-huh. I can I can divide by four and multiply by twenty five and multiply by eleven very quickly in my head. So by eleven, so like yeah, I could do yeah, so that's like, I'm good at that. So like twenty five times eleven is two seventy five. All right, that's better than me. Because you take you add the two numbers together and put it in the middle. I have a weird thing where I, and you know this because of our radio show that we're both, uh, I used to work for, you still uh, help out with and work with, yeah. um, the morning after here in St. Louis, um, uh, there's a 
the host of it, the main host can like name song years and movie years. I can do years. that too. I can do that. Yep. I'm re- like within a year almost or two years for sure. Yep. I can name any movie. I can also tell you who's in it. It's it's fucked up, John. Man. For as long as I've known you, you've always been a movie buff. I'll give you that. It's fucked up. No, dude, no, it's not fucked up. You're That's talking a good thing. That's TV, a good thing. music, dude. It's bad. Like I hear a song, I will challenge customers in stores when I'm working for Coca Cola. Like That's awesome. Like a song will come on and they're like, I'm like, I bet this came out like 1996, and they're like, Oh no way, or whatever their voices sound like, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and I'll There's like, No sh- way, that's right. I like Shazam it, and I'm like, Bam, told you. And then I tell them to buy Coca Cola. And, they go, your, and then they go and, and buy like, Pepsi. Put down your Pepsi. <laughs> and I like playing that game like with the info. Like a movie will come on cable. Yeah. I'm like, I think this movie came out about 2002. Yeah. And then and you show, hit info. And show the info. And she'll be like, how do you know that? I'm Dude, like, it's a fucking weird thing. Man. All right. So here's how we figured it out. So it was. it was Okay. Uh, so again, this is 35,000 Tangerine Tonics yep. inside so, of Andy Hanselman. So. <laughs> for for 15 years I had a problem so we had we had 10 drinks a night for 5 nights a week I think you had a fucking great time I wish I would have known 52 you times 15 that's 39,000 that's plus and minus a few hundred I'm yeah, assuming yeah plus and minus a few hundred god damn Gina hmm. wow that's uh, I, I gotta be honest I'm not even angry I'm impressed I am impressed. Like not because you mean an entire wheel of cheese. You have to be careful. I'm not even mad. You have to be careful when you do like a podcast and you say things like impressed and when you're joking about like alcohol and stuff because like if somebody has like somebody who battles alcoholism and they can take offense to it. Sure. This is me joking, so don't take offense to it. Uh, but the it's absolutely impressive ability, and disgusting at the same time. Yes, yes, it's crazy. Like like what we were joking about with the drugs and alcohol thing that like what I used to do back in the day. Yeah. Like Chris over here would like tell you like kind of effing crazy that i'm just kind of hanging around still just still just still rocking John, it buddy john's like the relentless cockroach that will yep. survive nuclear winter with like share bad dude keith richards john will be yep. kicking too i mean he's yep. he's he's pretty tough i'm gonna look the same way when i'm 50 but then when i turn <laughs> but when, then when i turn like like 60 i'll, I'll look like 111 that's what's gonna <laughs> well, yeah, happen but you'll still be alive yeah i'll still be going it's a what's, weird thing, what's man. What's crazy is that I never consider myself an alcoholic. I never, and I still don't. No. Because I can have drinks and like, and not crave, not want to drink the whole bottle. That's how I am. Oh, well. I was yeah. just having fun. Yeah. I would drink with my friends. And yeah. again, I was uh, seeking validation is what I was doing and just there drinking lots of tangerine tonics while you, doing it. Like, don't you just sometimes just enjoy a drink though? Like, that's how I am, man. <laughs> oh, like, absolutely. Like, I will sit down, like last night, we were watching A Star is Born. Fuck you, Bradley Cooper, and your awesomeness. And <laughs> yes. like, yes. I literally was like, a Bacardi and Coke would sound really good right now, and it did sound and taste really good right now. So, did you get your Bacardi? And yeah, Coke? there oh, you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I went out uh, a couple weeks ago and, and had a couple cocktails, and then was, we had dinner at Salt and Smoke right around the holidays. So good. Oh my god, so good. Did and we, so, did and I ever have... take you to Salt and Smoke, Chris? Negatory. When you lived here, uh, I actually am uh, on my ride in. I was really hoping that the possibility of is Pappy's. Pappy's. That's my thing? uncle's joint. Yeah, thing? yeah. Pappy's Sorry, dude, that was that was that was not answering your question. No, yeah, no. Salt and Smoke's delicious, but yeah. Sorry, they're Andy. both very very good places. Yeah, uh, but um, Salt and Smoke's also a bourbon place, and so oh. be- because of some things that I've been able to do in my career, like going down to Louisville for some things, I'm a little bit familiar with bourbon. So I I had some, I know what a good bourbon. Is. So I had a Four Roses. Old fashioned, nice. 
And it was fucking delicious. Yeah, and it was and it was and it was sixteen dollars. So yeah. you don't you don't have multiples of those. Yeah. Well, there's a difference. You have what spending sixteen dollars on a drink because of where you are, and spending sixteen dollars on a drink because you know it's going to be good. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. You know what I like mean? Like yesterday, we went to O'Charlie's for dinner, and I got two Patron and Sprites. Well, I like them rolls. Dude, the rolls are good. <laughs> Dip like the them. rolls in that fucking honey mustard. You ever had O'Charlie's honey mustard? Honey. You mean the honey butter? No, the honey mustard sauce that you like. They put on their salad and you oh, put okay. the chicken wing. John needs a moment to himself. It's good, man. It's good. I'm, glad we're, I'm glad mustard. we're. I'm glad we're migrating to food because I want to have a food talk. What's your favorite thing to have for lunch? Uh, dude. So, like, okay, I'm okay. Give me a minute here to like explain to you what's going on in my okay. life. Um, <laughs> no, okay. we don't have enough time. I'll just John. mute my. Mic. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so two years ago, um, I went and had a general checkup, and my doctor ran my blood. And when they brought back the results, my cholesterol was like that of like Chris Farley's, like really wow. bad. Like my triglycerides. For anybody who knows any about anything about their triglycerides, which is fat in your blood, uh, average person is supposed to be below three fifty. Mine was at uh fourteen seventy five. 1475 and i am an athletic person who goes to the yeah, gym and you're eats in great pretty, shape yeah pretty healthy man and um the doctor was like uh holy shit man we got to do something about this and i'm like all right well what do we do he said one you could stop drinking completely and i'm like that's not gonna fucking happen so it was like all right what's the other options he goes you could start to eat like a caveman that was literally what he said and i go what the does paleo. that mean well kind of essentially it means like uh, if it wasn't something that a caveman could eat you just don't eat it so not nothing that's not fruit Meat, vegetables, whatever you don't you—that's what you yeah. eat. Everything else, let it go. And he goes, do that for seventy-five to eighty percent of your meals, and the rest you can have as cheats. So you can have twenty percent cheats. That's what I do. So I like for lunch every week. It's either tuna or grilled chicken or pork loin, and it's with vegetables or nuts or berries, and that's it, dude. Super boring. That's been going on for two years. I also lost thirty-five pounds doing this. And I've, my my triglycerides when they last checked them like six months ago were like under two hundred, changed my entire life. That's awesome. So so to answer your question in a long form answer, I don't get to enjoy the good shit that everybody else gets to enjoy. Like so, favorite meal is that well, what the no, question is? No, lunch? Lunch? what's your favorite thing to have for lunch when you're not running around like, uh, during, like during the work day? And my favorite thing to have any time is a burger. Yeah, always a burger, dude, or burger. pizza, or pizza, pizza or burger. I'm like the ultimate fucking American. So there's a there's a place over here in Troy, Illinois. And it's called um, it's called Kelly's Deli. And the deli's in the back of a gas station. Yeah, and they have daily home style specials. And I was thinking about it. today they had chicken and dumplings. I went over them; they were so goddamn good. Really? Yeah. Fraley's has chicken and dumplings every Thursday night. All you can eat, dude. They're homemade. Yeah, fucking delicious. So good. I can't eat them because of my whatever my liver. Yeah. But they're fucking so good. So, all right, I, I'm I'm what the I'm what the old people would call heavy. So I have this. <laughs> I had this. My, my grandmother was French on my mom's side. Handy, Handy, are you still friendly with the with the boy down the street? Well, which which boy is that, Mammy? You know the the heavy boy. So yeah, so I'm a, I'm a heavy boy. Yeah, but you're sexy. I know I'm a beast. You're sexy. <laughs> you're sexy AF. If I told you what I actually weighed, you'd be shocked. I would say that mostly because you carry it well because you're I, six foot whatever three, you are. Yeah, you're huge compared to me. I'm so. A midget. I've been watching. I go on lunch sometime and, and have lunch, and I was watching my six hundred pound life, mm-hmm. which will make you not hungry. Hate everything. Hate everything yes. about yourself, mm-hmm. especially when you are when you have when you're a heavy boy. And so he puts everybody on. So here's okay. It's kind of a two part deal here. I want to talk about. Okay. 
he puts everybody on a 1200 calorie diet to start with to see if they can lose weight to Jeez, see dude. if they can change their plan see if they can change their lives with, with the surgery because he wants just, to see if they're committed right? to see if they're committed to it right. okay. just lose 50 pounds you you weigh 800 pounds but you lose 50 pounds we'll perform surgery on you or get below whatever certain number these people do it great sometimes they do it sometimes they don't do it and he says sorry i can't help you out uh so i was talking to my wife about it because i'm going to go on this trip to florida and I realized I can't have significant weight loss between now and March 7th, but um, I figured I can try something. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what Dr. Now tells me people. And she, and I said, I'm going on a 1,200-calorie diet. She goes, you, you probably shouldn't do that. How about we just start with, with, like, with like a 2,000-calorie diet per day? I said, okay, I can do that. No fast food. No eating things I shouldn't eat. Like, a guy my size shouldn't like shouldn't go get little Debbie zebra snack cakes. No. Well, fuck. Honestly, I have nobody no, should. Nobody no, should. True. But especially somebody my size has no business doing that. Right. I started this on Monday the eleventh. I think I did it. Okay. Fourteen pounds. There you go. That's fantastic, dude. For real, no bullshit. Just changing my diet. To, That's from, awesome. Just eliminating that crap. Yes. And not really, not something I can't eat anything. Just saying. Just, just cutting, just keeping it all to two thousand calories a day. And it, it, to be honest, I wasn't even keeping that good a track. Well, yeah. I just had, a, I just have a general idea of what, how many calories. Okay, I had a bowl of honey nut Cheerios. Okay, that was three hundred calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had lunch, uh, that was probably around you know eight hundred, nine hundred calories. I had this, th- and I had this thousand calorie dinner. Right. So well, that's what they say, though. It's if you're trying to lose weight, people have this misconception of. You know, it's got to be this ridiculous exercise regime. It's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's what you it's, eat. It's, no, it's, it's 80% diet. It's all 20% about what, exercise. It's all what you put in your body, man. Yeah. Honest to God. So, like, the way Lauren and I get around it is, is super simple. Fortunately, Lauren likes to cook and eat very healthy as well, even though she doesn't have to. She has, like, this metabolism that is almost <laughs> disgusting, dude. Like, Screw you, Lauren. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fucking fair. But yeah. God bless her for having it. It's great. I've but, never had that. Um. Uh, like so, if we want burgers, we have turkey burgers. It's super simple. And when we get have burgers, we don't have buns. Like I don't eat bread. Bread is something I don't do. Like, what do you? What do you do? You just cut it up, or do you yeah. put it between two pieces of lettuce? No, I'm not an asshole like that. No. I just cut it up. I just cut it up as just if it was like up. steak. Like it's just how I am, man. Like, and once you do it for so long. And after you get used to people staring at you like you're a fucking psycho. You're the one eating it, not right. them. So who right. cares? So it doesn't fucking matter, man. Like, I don't need French fries. You know what I have instead of French fries? A sweet potato. Nice. Or, or or a baked potato without any of the shit. You don't have any, uh, you know, cream, no sour butter. cream, no butter. You put it with some, you're kind of laughing at me, but you know what? You dip French fries in, right? Ketchup? I, I'll dip my potato in ketchup. Oh, I was going to say A1. A1 is delicious, too. I've done huh. that before. Yeah. A1. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, what is a French fry? But a fried potato, right? Exactly. And we dip those in ketchup. And people think I'm a fucking psycho when I well, do that. I'm like, you are, but it has nothing to do it's with normal. Weight. Yeah, it's normal. I mean, so I don't know how long I'll be able to keep this up and keep up weight loss with it. I'm sure it's something I'll plateau and something will have to happen. It just depends on how long you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm sure if you start seeing some real good results, you'll want to keep going. Oh, absolutely. Plus, yeah. plus, you can fuck up. Just go back to it. Right. Like, dude, I have... And that's the thing, too. People forget that if you fuck up... You don't have to quit. You don't have to quit. You no. can just keep... Go- you can. Well, some people just might find it as an excuse. Right. And they use be it like, as an excuse. all right, well, excuse. that's it. I'm done. Like, dude, I have days, no bullshit. Like, Lauren's mom will make, like, fucking these cakes that are so good. And it's like, gotta have a piece of that, dude. Have to. You know? And I'll have that cake. Like your doctor now, said, 80%... If you eat 80% of your meals... 
So you, you can, can, you can, and you, you can, can pretty much up. fuck around on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Dude, so essentially you are right. That's how I run it. Monday through Friday, I am strict as strict gets on myself. I mean like real strict. Like right now, I can't work out because of this whole nasal thing. Yeah. Here's what I eat every day so far. Uh, in the morning, I have cut up strawberries, blueberries, pears, and oranges. Yum. That's my breakfast. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's hmm. delicious and it's nothing on you, dude. Right, There's nothing. none of it's going to hang on you. So then like lunch will be meat of whatever sort, pork tenderloin, ground turkey, um, today I had some, uh, grilled chicken spadini type of deal, uh, just that, and then some more fruit on the side. And then I, I splurged on the way over here. Chris had some fucking Gardettos in his bag and I nice. had a couple handfuls I, I, of I that. I called it, I called it the upgraded version of Chex Mix. Yeah. And he's the right. Fancy. So Chex Sam's Mix. sells, you know, they, the, they, or like gas station sell the little like eight ounce, 12 ounce bag mm. for two sixty nine. Sam's has a three pound bag of it for three forty nine. Get out of here. Maybe it's a five pound bag. Uh, I don't know. I'd it, probably way live on that. I told him though, like that's like a that's a that's a secret little thing I love is like Gardettos. Oh my god! Like dude, it's like I can so just eat those good. for real. That's my treat every time I come down. I All either right. get that. Uh, I was really upset. I, I stopped in this gas station. I don't know what town it was in. Got some gas, and I there's there's one of my weaknesses is Coca Cola. All right. Thank you. Like no, well, has nothing to do with I'll you. I'll sell it Trust to you. me. Nothing to do with it's you. It's your salesman. That's uh, why. So I treated myself yeah. to a Coca Cola, and my, one of my favorite <laughs> things is the. Is is the Gardetto snacks and a Coca Cola, Coca Cola and spicy nacho Doritos. What yeah. kind of gas station doesn't have the spicy nacho Doritos? Oh, wow. So I had to downgrade and get myself some Cheez Its. Dude, I was, I was very oh, disappointed. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm, 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 I'm a big I, fan of the Cheez It. I would go on social media and tear them down. That gas station. <laughs> That's what I'd do. It wasn't that a Loves, shit, was it? I, Loves has everything. No, it was it. It was like a sicko or something. Fucking sicko. I don't know. Yeah, you only stop it. You only stop at Loves and McDonald's at Quick Trip. <laughs> They always have the best bathrooms. Andy, did you, know you what they do? Andy, did you know that uh, Chris used to not really like me very much? I Understatement. <laughs> Understatement of the year. Still kind of. We were. We've been friends now for. Uh, let's see. I'm 33. You're 33, right? Uh huh. Yeah, you're 33. Uh-huh. He's older than me, so you yep. know. Yep. Uh, but 15 years we've been friends. But actually, I guess more like 14 because the first year. Uh, Chris fucking hated me. We knew each other. We weren't friends. Yeah, he hated me. He was my they roommate. slept next to each other. Yeah. He was yeah. my roommate up at Loyola University of Chicago before they asked me to leave. And <laughs> uh, for the first time. <laughs> for the first time. Um, yeah. We talked about this on the air, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was there. So any of our, I, I, any of our audience, verified. unfortunately, or fortunately, now knows a lot of shit about me. But uh, they were... Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris didn't really like me. He didn't dig my uh, the cut of my jib, I guess. I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we'll go with. How much ink did you have back then? Uh, nothing like I have now. Like, uh, uh, I had one, two. Oh, I had he had like maybe five, five maybe. tattoos. Then I guess now I'm I'm in like this. You're like five percent not like covered. Yeah, I have like fifty <laughs> tattoos now. I have my entire chest, my entire stomach, both sides of my ribs. Um, it's right better to ask here. him what isn't tattooed. Neck well, three quarters of my back is tattooed. Um, that'll be finished up. The other quarter of my back will be finished up in two weeks. Um, and then I got them on my, my hands. You go to one guy. I went to one guy for like 75% of my stuff. His name's Trevor Collis down at Iron Age and he's fucking fantastic. Trevor is not only like a world-class tattoo artist. He is a world-class person. Like he's funny as shit. Yeah. He is, um, unbelievably personable and his work is phenomenal. Uh, the only reason I just don't go and see him anymore is because, fortunately, so many other people have found out about his work, 
that like his wait list to see him is like six to nine months. Oh, wow. And for a lot of people who don't know me, I don't have the best patience. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so I, I was fortunate and I went in and I came across a young lady. Her name's Katie, also down in Iron Age. I am an Iron Age guy. That's where I go. But she, uh, she did one piece of work for me on my back. It's like a gigantic angel on the left side of my back. And I loved it so much that I've just kind of gone back to her now. And uh, she's kind of who I go to now. I mean, like Chris was joking, but it's true. I'm almost out of fucking room, man. And I'll never touch my neck or my face because that's, that's not my that's style. Good thing. That's his moneymaker. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, teach their own if that's what they want to tattoo, but it's just not for me. But um, so I'm kind of at the at the roads at the end at the end of the road in terms of getting tattooed. But are, are uh, your legs old? Are your legs? No, uh, I got one little thing on my leg. It's like a Chinese symbol and. It's supposed to mean family, but I'm pretty fucking sure it means like egg drop soup or something. <laughs> like, it's fucking terrible, man. I got it when I was 18. When those remember when Chinese symbols were cool yes. to get? I yes. don't know if they ever. Yeah, I was were. a basic bitch. They were cool. Yeah, I was a. Ba- it, you know, it's yeah. basic boy bitch shit. Yeah, I was a basic boy he bitch. Yeah, he probably had a barbed wire tattoo and. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. I know you're. I know you're telling your story about Chris. So I got to talk about basic bitch boy stuff. And it, it wasn't even me. It was my roommate's best friend in Mizzou. He he was so proud. This is back. This is 1997. Belly button piercings were all the rage. Nice. Shut up! And nice. he came back for girls. Uh huh. Yeah. And he was. He had kind of a little belly on him, and he came back in, and he had this this belly button <laughs> piercing. Dude, I got my tongue and pierced. was just as proud as oh, proud wow. could be, and we're like, Daniel, yeah, that's girls do that, not yeah. not guys. I got my tongue pierced when I was 19. Uh, so that was like 2005. And uh, I had it for like three weeks, and I went down to Florida, and uh, <laughs> there was a girl down in right Florida, in. and she was really attractive, and she was like, what the fuck is that in your mouth? And I go, oh, it's a tongue ring, like acting fucking cool. Yeah. 19, hey, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, uh, I won't even fucking talk to you unless you get that shit out of your mouth. And I literally untwirled the thing and got rid of that tongue ring, and that was it, dude. So I paid $80 to have a tongue ring for three weeks. Worth it. Good Fuck for it, you. dude! It's such a toolish Worth thing, it. though, man. Good like, it's so bad. Like, I don't regret my tattoos. I don't. Well, you, you kind know, of I don't have any. You know, you kind of can't. Well, no, but like some people regret their tattoos. Like some people are like, "Oh man, like do you hate having all this?" It's like, no, I love my tattoos, but like piercings were never my thing. Even when I got the tongue piercing, it was like, I remember being like, "This kind of fucking is useless. Like, it's hard to eat. Clinks mm. off your teeth." Mm. I would have been like, "Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> yeah. This tongue ring is all about me. Yeah. You don't yeah. like it? Screw you. Yeah. I mean, no way, man. I love you. Come back. Yeah. It was, it, I don't know. So the tongue ring thing definitely wasn't for me. Uh, the tattoos are just... Uh, so Chris hated pretty much everything about you, correct? Chris hated... I told you. I stand by. I still kind of do. So, like, Chris, what were the reasons for your disliking of me? What was What was it again? How did well, it... do you want the deep, philosophical, adult answer, or do you want the cheap... I want both. I think. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, go on. All right. Well, Break it I'll down. take the high road first, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, John had uh, some very, very good qualities about himself that I wish I had. Fucking and, asshole. No, I'm being serious. You know, John was this this confident, good looking dude. And, right? Prick. Yeah, he still is. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 you know, you going back to this whole validation thing, there were certain things that needed to be validated by myself that never did. I was a little different. You know, I li- like different things in life. Yeah, I you're was, a fucking Cubs fan. Uh, well, you're welcome. Uh, and, you know, it was just the, the the views and things I had. You're 18. You don't know what you want. You don't know who you are. You're still figuring out a lot of things about yourself. And here's this guy 
pulling in these fantastic looking women. Just fantastic. <laughs> oh, to Lauren, say the least. Lauren, turn it down. Turn yeah. it down, Lauren. Lauren, you uh, need I, to hear I, this. Well, you already I, know this already. No, we all know that Lauren's so, done great before. So me. what ended up happening was <laughs> I was jealous. It was a classic case of jealousy because I did not have the charisma or the self-esteem that John did. So... I was taking it out on him, and, and shame on me. And you know what the sad part is? Chris actually fucking had talent. Chris can play guitar like you can't even imagine. Like, make a guitar scream. Really? I'm not kidding, dude. Like, to hear Chris I... play guitar, uh, to this day, I've still... It still makes you kind of get, like, goosebumps, dude. It's since fucking I, crazy. Since I don't know how oh. you play guitar, oh. if you had to compare it to somebody famous, who would you compare it to? Okay, so... And, I, and, I, and, so, and because I said, because I don't know what what it sounds like, so I'm... You can make you can say the most asshole thing. Like I sound just like fucking Jimmy Page. No, uh, that's uh, as <laughs> like much for as I'd real like guitar heads. He turned me on to Steve Vai. I don't know if you know You're who welcome. Steve Vai is. Like Steve Vai is a fucking phenomenal guitarist. It's V A I is his last name. Boy, Look familiar. him up if you've never seen him. So I listen to uh, if it has a guitar in it, I'm pretty happy. But what I listen to and what I play is actually pretty funny. It's a complete. It's completely different. I listen to some of the dirtiest, nastiest, most Iron heavy Maiden. metal on the face of the planet. But when I pick up a guitar, sometimes it's more its more of a blues, straight rock and roll feel because I'm not as good as some of these guys that play a million notes you know, a second. Because that takes a lot of time, a lot of practice. Sure. And, you know, life got in the way. And as much as I wanted, like you were saying about being famous, that was the thing. I always wanted to go to music school, but then... Taking a look back at things, you realize that you're never going to make it as a famous musician, just like most people are never going to make it as a famous actor, things like that. So. And he's so fucking good, for real. But it's for real. Like, so Chris had so, real fucking talent. That was something that I was jealous of. I mean, to be honest with you, like, did, first off, Andy, did you play any instruments when you were... Oh, yes! Oh, you, no. oh, did you play the liquor stick, did you? No? The liquor stick? The clarinet. Yeah. No, that. no. Clarinet. Uh, I gave up on piano lessons twice, um, and I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, piano would be dope to fucking yep, know how to play. Absolutely. Do you know how to play that? No, I wish. No. I wish. I That's... wish, man. I, I don't I don't want to play any of that stuff. Yeah. I wish I could have. I own a guitar, but I don't play it. I tried, <laughs> I tried to teach John a couple of songs, and he gave up after two days. <laughs> I know a few chords on, nice the, on the guitar. guitar I bought too. one. Of, I bought, or I got one for a, as a gift. Yeah. Um, a few years back for Christmas, and I and uh, I played a few chords and put it away. I wish I would have done it before we had kids. I found out that my fingers are too fat to play guitar. No, see, no. I think anybody that's just if you have the time and the patience, which most yeah. people don't have, one or the other. My fingers, I have these. Oh, they hurt. These fat little pads. Oh, wow, dude, that would work it's to not your from, advantage. It's not from hurting. It's that I get too many strings mm. in my in my fingers. I bet if you if you there's ways around. There's you can if you practice. I I believe in you. I just met you, but I believe in you. Huh. All right. Dude, let's what? fucking start a band, this STL Happy Hour band. Well, I can sing like the Dickens. You can, see? You can, see, you can write your own intro I can do song. like the tambourine or the maracas. Or the triangle. The triangle? Yeah. Ding. Anyway, so Chris, sorry. Oh, so so we're straight away from this. So sorry. I guess keep I, getting away from it. It must not be that interesting of a, a topic. Crucial, a, well, I guess for two of the people here it is. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty crucial piece of information was John did start seeing this girl pretty consistently. <laughs> and as much as there was just built up pent up disdain and dislike that I was I had for John he had this girlfriend who literally lived <laughs> less than a hundred feet down the hall but she chose to stay in our room which by the way was smaller than the traditional dorm room 
I don't know how, don't know why. It's like the size of a fucking well, closet. Well, I think it was meant for a handicapped student because we had the handicapped bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they just ran out of space and they stuck us together. Um, so she oh, was $40,000 a year. You're, yeah. So this girl was staying in John's bed when John wasn't there. So I had to deal with her when John wasn't there. Oh, boy. So after John and I had our <laughs> wonderful life-altering talk between each other, Lo and behold, she was no longer in the picture. He and that he changed, I, uh, she was, but she was also very stubborn. She was not a good person, John. All right, and I'm not saying I'm some saint over here. Neither are you. But it got to the point where she wouldn't even let me talk. So, and I hate this can make me sound like a terrible person. But the only way I could get her to listen was if I barked at her like a dog. Uh-huh. I came home what? one day. I came yeah, home no, one no. day. I mean, it's it's a very strange situation. I but. came home one day and he literally was barking at her, and I'm like, "What the? Fuck? I just left, dude. I walked back out the fucking door. I, got, I I had a lot of anger issues. I wasn't getting involved. Uh, and I guess the only way that I thought that she would listen was if I called her some certain names. And I, I, th- I guess she found it oh funny. Oh my goodness. So, anyways, uh, John dropped her like a bad habit, and uh, despite our differences, uh, John and I have been really good friends since. We're best friends, fucker. Besties. You're That's, totally BFFs. He's yeah. best man at my wedding That's in right. Vegas. I would imagine that my roommate at Mizzou hated me. Uh, now, my, why do you think that is? Because my girlfriend lived also down the hall. And before we went to school, she decided that uh, she needed mice. Wait, what? Lice? Mice? Mice. With an M. Mises. Oh. Like his pets? Yes. I would hope that's the only Her roommate said, you're not keeping those things in here. And so... Well, how'd you feel about that? You like mice? He loved. No. He, he probably oh, okay. just wanted to be a good boyfriend. Is where I'm going. I I'm want guessing. to be a good boyfriend, and so I let her keep them under my bed. Oh, no! And then mice stunk, and so Casey <laughs> Casey would come back every, every about once a week and be like, "Andy, the mice stink." I'm like, okay, I'll tell I'll tell Danny, and uh, Danielle had to take care of the mice. I, I said, "I'm not doing this." I said, "You got to get these things out of here." Come on, please, let's let me have them in the room. I mean, just brutal things. And plus, this is back in the days of dial-up. I was always on the internet. Yeah. Always end up. And so he and cell phones weren't really a thing. Hey, what did we ever look at on the internet when it wasn't Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is now, the social media? Seriously, what did we look at? Um, I illegally downloaded music. Yeah, that's why I did a lot of that. I was just, I was like, when you just said that you were on the internet, I'm like, well, what the fuck was he looking? Like, I mean, obviously, we can all joke. Um, I was. Yeah, I was. Oh, I, I mean, I was on AOL. There you was, go. I like the instant messenger? With, I was chatted up with babes. Do you remember your nice. AOL name? Yeah. What was it? Emo6. Emo6. That's, that's where it all started. That's, how, the Twitter that's where hand, that came that's from? That's where it all started, yeah. That's your Twitter handle. Yeah, I have been Emo6 since 1995. I had what does Emo6 I had an Emo's magnet in my room. Okay. I was, uh, just on my... Uh, square beyond compare. Square beyond compare. The, the Emo's pizza. So I was Emo and then 6 was the first digit of the phone number. Get the fuck out of here. That's Emo6. Did you have a... Did you have a uh, AOL account, Christopher. 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 <laughs> What's up? You had one. Uh, I did. And what was your name? I, I was so not creative. Oh, good. This should be I good. I was so not what Was creative. it like ABC? What was it? Yeah. No, actually, speaking of Steve Vai, it was ViFan85. Nice. Nice. And every time you would talk to somebody, they'd be like, what's a ViFan? I'd be like, exactly. Mine was B-Ball in 86. Wow. Because and of I thought basketball. mine was bad. <laughs> mine was bad. B Ballin eighty six. Those are great screen names. Wow. Because I loved college basketball that you much. You wish that was your rap name. 
B-Ball in 86. Yeah. Nowadays, that would be like a rap name. B-ball. I would have like no, tattoos like on little, my fucking face. It would be like face. Little B-Ball. Yeah. Little well, B-Ball. Lil. L-I-L. Lil. <laughs> Lil. Lil B-Ball. Lil B-Ball. A-O-L screen. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. God, I forgot about that. I thought I was so edgy. I'd put like Nine Inch Nails lyrics as my away message. It's good oh times. Oh my God. It's good times. It's good times. I want to tell you guys about uh, one of our new friends. You're on the St. Louis Podcast Network. His name is Adam Lewis. And he runs a place called Total Performance. Uh, and it's no, no, he, no, he's a TPI certified uh, trainer. Titleist Performance Institute is what it is. And he's a functional fitness in Alton, Illinois. Um, if you have been getting golf lessons and getting really nowhere, um, Adam is one of the guys in town that has all of the electronic stuff. He has a track man. He has this vest. He has this. Uh, he has these things he puts on your wrist to tell you where your wrist should be. He has these things that measure your weight out. It's all scientific things about your golf swing. Oh, how cool. It's incredible. Yeah. So if you, uh, you want to get in touch with him, get in touch with me. He's not a full-blown you know, full advertiser, yet, but, I, but I bought some golf lessons from him. Yeah. And he kind of gave me a little discount, and so I said, hey, I'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, his name is Adam Lewis. He's a functional fitness in Alton, Illinois. Functional fitness is right across from Popeye's on uh, Homer Adams Parkway. Okay. Also known as some old timers, the belt line in Alton. The old belt line. The old belt line. Uh, so, yeah, Adam does a great, great job. Uh, really, really cool insight. So, like, one of the differences. So, Adam is, don't, I don't, I want to make sure perfectly clear. Adam is not a PGA professional. Adam does not want to be a PGA professional. Because mm-hmm. Adam doesn't want to teach like a PGA professional. He wants to teach in his own way. And so, he goes to all these different classes um, to learn about how to teach the golf swing with all these new tools that are available. Um, Whereas you used to, it's it's a much more effective use of your time. Whereas golf lessons used to take forty five minutes to an hour, uh, he can fix he can fix little nuances in your swing in less than five minutes. God, I could use that man for real. I always have like that hook or slice just randomly, it's, and there's something I'm missing. It's and he and he can tell you exactly what it is. I'll have to check it out for real. It's really really awesome. Nice guy, obviously. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah, might as well check it out, man, because yeah. I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than going out there and playing, playing a decent round, and then just shit in the bed at some he, point. He's Adam Lewis at Functional Fitness in Alton, Illinois. Uh, appointments by, uh, you go over there and uh, visit him by appointment, or uh, I think just stop in. I think they, oh, they have, I'll tell you where you can go. On Tuesdays and Thursday nights at 6 o'clock, they have uh, fitness classes that are like, you know, for golf or whatever, so you can do all, and th- but there's also, there's a couple other guys that are doing all kinds of different stuff. So it's a it's a great place. So make sure you guys go check out Adam. Um, what else do we have, boys? I don't I know. Like we've been going a while here. No, I'm loving it though, man. For real, oh, it's so good. I can't believe we're even getting Christopher Christopher, Christopher. to do all this. Mm-hmm. This is my anything favorite. for my best friend. This is my favorite <laughs> guitar song. This is Chilliwack. This is Fly at Night. You're a Canadian band. You familiar? Oh. Are you familiar? I'm sorry. What's the band name? Chilliwack. Negative. They, who do they sound like? Everybody from 1975. <laughs> I love things with, with acoustic guitar in it. It's my favorite. Do you do acoustic, Chris? I do. I uh, was trying to get re-inspired to do, you know, learn different things on the guitar, so... I got it in over my head and bought a classical guitar. Oh, really? Now, uh, Wait, what's a classical guitar? Nylon strings, like flamenco. Oh. And I thought I'd get into this whole uh, 
learn how to play guitar like, you know, Kansas, Dust in the Wind intro. Right. Or Fleetwood. That's, that's who this sounds like. Well, like kansas I guess that is like yeah. the 70s rock that you're talking you know, about, but it kind of does. Or it, cra- Crazy on You by Heart, like that crazy yeah. finger-picking style, so crazy. I thought I'd get into it. And yes, so it's funny because this was, this, a was a, this was an exercise, a guitar exercise that the guitarist was playing, and he was sitting on his bed, and his wife goes, I like that. You should turn that into a song. It's literally a finger-picking exercise. That's what most songs, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. what, that's what Sweet Child of Mine is, the, en- the entrance to it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so I was trying to learn this instead of the heavy metal that I listened to. I'm like, this is a nice change of pace. Maybe I'll learn something different. And, yeah. And it's helped. It's worked. So, yeah. Uh, I am in. Slash was picking away at this. And Axel's like, I like that. What song is it's that? He so goes, good, dude. He goes, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's an exercise. It's just, yeah, he goes, he was, I it's think like what he ended up saying scales. was, I was playing an exercise that reminded me kind of of like the circus vibe. Yeah. And he goes, well, hold on. And I think he wrote, Axel wrote these lyrics in he a did. day. Oh, in a day. Really? Yeah, I believe it a day. I might be mistaken, <laughs> but it was a real short period of time that they threw this song together. Chris is a huge stand-up comedian guy that, like I am. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I'm well, actually- it's funny we say that because uh, we were listening to Dane Cook on the way in, and we uh, have a difference of opinions on that. Uh, actually, I want to hear, Andy, what is your first thought on Dane Cook? I like Dane Cook. Like, like I, I bought Lauren and I tickets for March 1st at Stiefel, I guess is what it's called. Yeah. I can't remember anymore what the hell it's called. Peabody, Stiefel, whatever it is. Hang on, this is really cool. Yeah. So, wanted to learn something like this. Yeah. It's a lot harder than you think. If you want to see some really good guitar playing, watch. It's the 2004 induction of George Harrison into the, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there is a version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. It's of Tom Petty. And Wait, Jeff Prince? Lynn and Prince. Yeah, and, saw that. And, it was and, fantastic. And the way Prince plays guitar at the end of that song is just unbelievable. They say uh, one of the best living guitar players is uh, Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah. And they, they was, he was in an interview, and they said, how does it feel to be the best guitar player alive? And he goes, <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you ask Prince? Yeah. Prince is uh, he's so underrated because of the type of music he plays, but what he's not known for in a general sense is no, see, I would how, have no well, idea. how well he plays the guitar. He's not just multi-talented uh, with with more, more than one instrument. It's the guitar is he just does things that most other people can only dream of. Unbelievable! What a, and just I mean, it's so sad that he's gone. So yeah, sad. what is that about 2015? Yeah, three or four years ago. It's actually, I saw him right before I moved here to St. Louis for that brief period. Of you time. saw him live. I saw him live. Really. How and, was the show? Uh, the show itself. Uh, okay, so you know the Dave Chappelle skit with uh, where he does he makes fun of Prince. Yes, um, the Who one bathe my the, one bathe in the waters. Yep, Lake Minnetonka. Yes, <laughs> shirts versus blouses. Yes. Um, so my good friend Evan, uh, his his good friend growing up was a sound engineer for Prince. So he did all the EQs for Prince's microphone levels. Okay, so this is very important. His name is Trevor. I feel like we're doing like a behind the music thing I right like now it. because we have the music going in the background. So and we're what ended up happening music. was we got there early to talk to Trevor. Trevor goes, Prince is in a real bad mood. Okay, like this is this is no joke. Like code red. Okay, well get there, man. I mean, we're here to hang out and wait for the show. Show starts forty minutes late. Okay, and all right, well, that's, it happens. That's typical. It happens. Right? So after the show's on for about an hour, Trevor comes up, 
sits next to us and we're like, uh, shouldn't you be uh, working? He goes, yeah, I got fired. So we're like, what are you talking about? So after the show, turns out uh, Prince, now to put things into perspective, Prince, based on that Dave Chappelle skit, is as much of a diva and weirdo. Right. As as he is. Oh, I can so totally he played, see he that. Played, he played at the United Center uh, where the Chicago Bulls play. So it's a major arena. Right. And he said, I will not play unless the lights from my dressing room to the stage are changed out to purple lights. I will not play in that venue unless they take the toilet from the dressing room and change it with a purple toilet. Then I will consider playing. Does that make you dislike or like a musician more? Whatever. So what She's ended so up what ended up, up happening then so was up, so diva. The his guitar was having issues with its within the mix somewhere. So Trevor's job did not have to do with the guitar. Prince did not care. Prince said, "Trevor, you need to get this fixed." He goes, "Well, that's a guitar issue. I am your sound engineer for your vocals." And Trevor also said, "Nobody makes it a full tour, full tour with Prince." This was two days before the tour was over when he was in Chicago. And what ended up happening was he fired him on the spot because his guitar didn't sound good. So before Prince went on stage, he looks at Trevor and goes, Trevor, do you even want me to perform today? And Trevor goes, it's kind of like when your parents ask you a question. Like, you know what you want to answer, but you know what you should answer. He goes, of course I want you to go on. He goes, within a couple minutes, he got fired on the spot. So he just got to enjoy Prince for the last time. He said... He lived in Minnesota, hung out with him, and when he wanted, it'd be a random Wednesday, and Prince would play like a six-hour set in his private club until, you know, seven in the morning, because that's what Prince does, and you have to deal with it, or you will not be employed by Prince any longer. That's fucked up, man. Wow. See, that makes me... I I don't know, man. Like, I I won't make me change my thoughts on his talent, but when people act like that, it's just kind of like fucked up, man. Well, I mean, just like everything else, like you were saying. I, I couldn't mean, imagine putting of, somebody out like just that. Just like you were saying about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, you know, you're at this level and you're operating at this level. And when somebody tells you something you don't like, guess what? They got enough money to kind of say, I don't care. Fuck you, money. Yeah, right. fuck you, money. You know what that means? I can say, fuck yeah, you. Right. Yeah. So I think he was kind of on that level for musicians. He knew what his talent was. Do you think if you had fuck you, money, it would change you? I don't know. I want, I, I, I'd like to hope that it wouldn't change me, I but I think it, it would. I think, I think it would. To a think certain you, extent, it kind of has to. I think to, it has would. to. Yeah, I think when you would. have fuck you money, like real money, I think it changed you. I do. Even stardom is the same way. <laughs> you know? I don't, I, I don't know if it would or not. Like if you had $300 million, like the money that Manny Machado just got yesterday from the Padres. Yeah. Now you have fuck you money. Yeah. I think it changed you a little bit. I think it changed you a little Even bit. Even if you don't want it to. You could fight it. I think it changes you a little bit. I don't think many people are fighting that. $300 million to not change? No, I mean fighting the changing who you are. Well, I mean, you got to look at the type of things you're going to be doing. Yeah. So that's going to change you inevitably. For better or for worse. That's right. The Dane Cook thing. Yeah. Dane Cook, yeah. Okay, so Andy doesn't have a problem with him. Chris, your thoughts on Dane Cook? Not funny. Not funny. You've never thought and he was I, funny. I give I, oh, a lot of. Comedians. Can you look up any Dane Cook on your uh, on your Google machine over there? I give a lot of comedians. I feel like we need to hear. Doubt. Pick one joke, whichever one you want, the shortest one you want, and let's see if he's funny. Let's see, tell, if, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not funny. We'll see if you think he's funny. I think Dane Cook's funny. Give I've me, always give me, thought. Give me a short Dane Cook. He's joke. got he's got his moments, but overall, uh, I don't he think does, he's his good. biggest one. He's most big for that I believe is the Kool Aid Man, which is like his early shit. Man, sorry for all the sniffing. I can't breathe. All right, this is, a, this is uh, about a minute and a half. About a minute and a half. Settle in for 90 seconds, Chris. 
We've seen funnier people. I'll tell you what dream used to scare me when I was a little kid. Used to actually totally give me nightmares. Remember those Kool-Aid commercials? Where that, no, that big talking bowl of punch, he would come crashing through your fucking wall in your living room. You wouldn't even know he'd just, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Right? And the little kids were all excited. Yes, yes. And then they would drink out of him after debris fell in his open, dumb head. He would pour himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and his crazy tights. I don't like that. I don't like where juice wears tights. It's a horrible combination, a bowl of juice wearing tights. Fuck drinking out of him. If that was me, I'd be like, no, no, no. You fix that wall before my dad gets home from work. He's going to beat me with a belt. He's not going to believe a talking bowl of fruit punch came in here. You stupid idiot. Yeah, coming through the wall is real fucking cool. Using the front door is cool. Don't touch me, you drink. Don't touch me, you giant beverage. You are sweating or condensating. I will kick you in the tights and you will go down. You're very top heavy. You glass bitch. You glass bastard. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Naughty, naughty Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah? No. No. Oh, yeah. I think that's funny. I'm only laughing because you're laughing. I think it's funny. I'm laughing him, too. I, did you think... It, you don't think that's funny? It was pretty funny. I mean, I again, mean, it's, it's fucking... That's like 2002 or three. Right, it's old stuff. See, I mean, but there's... I think I'm... I think the way he goes about the joke is funny. Like, he's like, so into the joke that he's, like, selling it that it's funny. Like, the content's pretty good. But if he's, like, just up there, like, standing with the mic, telling the joke, like, oh, the Kool-Aid man busted it, that's not fucking funny. Well, right, that's, I mean, okay, well, yeah. so you got somebody like Mitch Hedberg, who's eyes down, strung out, I'm trying to quick get, one-liners. And that's funny that you bring up Mitch Hedberg, because my favorite joke is, when I get a cold sore, I put Carmex on it, because Carmex is supposed to alleviate cold sores. I don't know if it does help, but it will make them more shiny and more noticeable. It's like cold sore highlighter. Maybe they could come up with an arrow that heals cold sores. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Or his now, joke about getting a receipt funny. for a donut. Now, what is really funny, and have you listened to it yet? Because if not, we need to have you listen to one joke of it. Because the audience needs to listen to him, too, is Bill Burr. You oh listen to Bill Burr I love the angry. I haven't. Angry okay, comedian. now this is something Chris and I completely agree with. Like, angry-ass comedians are funny as shit. Give me a Bill Burr joke. Oh, God, Bill Burr. Um... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just look up Bill Burr real quick. I have like all of his shit on my. Uh, well, thing here. I mean, just like other angry people, just like George Carlin. Hold on, his, some angry. of his really funny stuff is I, I can find it. Find I just want to make sure it's not like super long. Um, do Pride. Look, look up Bill Burr Pride. It's really funny, dude. This is about five minutes, but we don't have to play the whole thing. No, I don't know. I rented that movie uh, Pride recently. Have you guys seen that movie? Anybody see that? It's about the first all-black swim team and the difficulties they had to go through being the first all-black swim team. Let me ask you a question. How many of those white people are evil movies are they going to make? <laughs> like, it's all the way down to You swimming. might end up wanting to listen to this. You know? I'm starting to run out of white guilt, you know? Yeah. No, it's like those movies. They started off unbelievable. Started off with roots, right? White guilt was at an all-time high. I could barely even watch it. I'm like, dude, I got it. My ancestors are evil. Okay, please. Please turn the channel, dude. Please turn the channel. They're still hitting them. Fuck! Turn the channel. This is going to be on all week. Jesus Christ, turn the channel. <laughs> in the 80s, there was like a football movie. Then like Cuba Gooding wanted to be like a scuba diver. Remember that shit? And now... It's all the way down to swimming, and I gotta admit, I don't think I give a fuck. You know? I'm not trying to 
trying to be a dick, but it's a recreational activity. Plus, I've been in pools. There's been black people in the pool, you know? I never saw any white guy, like, trying to, like, fucking, like, prevent people from getting into the pool. It's like, they're just, like, making this shit up. I'm not, I'm not being a dick here either, okay? That's pretty funny. He's so yeah, fun. he's good. Okay, so like he, all right. If you're comparing the two, I gotta say Bill Burr all fucking day. But I'm just saying both have a space to like. There's room for everybody. I, I and agree. each their own. I'm just saying very that very non confrontational. Funny take. as I think other people are, or I think some people give him more credit than he does. All right, I will agree with all. Oh, of that I agree aspect. with that whole. It's not that he's not all funny. I will agree with all of that. Okay, it's just I don't think he's as didn't he. As funny as he's celebrated to be. Right. Didn't he like play like United Center and Scott Trade Center? Like sell out crowds? Oh, okay. So Dane Cook at his height was bigger than anybody. He was huge. He, yeah. Like he, yeah. anyone, dude. And no never, one. And I never understood why. See, now you're kind of getting along. I think he No, no. I, I, I agree that he's funny, but he's not as funny as other people make him out to be. Correct. I, I think, think that's kind of what it was. That's I'm, he also. That's because I'm smarter and more superior than other people. Right, right, right. Well, it's also, he came out in a time where, name the other artists that were around when he was around. In terms of comedy? Yeah. I mean, I don't. He Carlos, didn't. Wasn't when, Carlos Mencia big and then he got yeah, called but out that for was, his. But his was so like, um, dude, it's what we talk about. It's such a small net. He used right. a lot of racial stereotypes and things like that. And it was like, dude, you can't fucking win like that. Like in the same way that Blue Collar Comedy Tour was funny. It's only so funny because it's only so many times you can say like, get her done and still be funny. Or you know what I, I mean? mean? It like, got to the point where people would say, get her done. And I'd be like, dude, Larry the Cable Guy doesn't say get her done anymore. Right. Get over it. And right. Move on. But like. It was funny in its context. I think that's Absolutely. the same way with Dane Cook. Like, uh, I saw uh, <laughs> Lauren and I went uh, last weekend to see a comedian at the Funny Bone called Michael Costa, and uh, and he was fucking hilarious, man. He was from New York. He's just a guy who's like on Comedy Central, and he was hilarious. And he sold out the Funny Bone. And I've I've heard of him too. Yeah, Michael what's, Costa. What's he do on Comedy on Comedy Central? I think he does a Daily Show. I think he does stuff for the, for the Daily Show. He yeah. was he was funny, dude. You can you was can he? find him. It's uh, Michael, and then it's Costa, K-O-S-T-A. He's really funny. You can find him on iTunes and stuff. Interesting. He was really good. I'll check it out. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. You can make sure you find us on the interwebs on stlpodcast.com. Uh, I think we're going to start doing some live streaming here pretty soon. Uh, we're going to we're gonna get some cameras up in this bitch. That'd be awesome. That way you can wow. see, our, see our, our pretty mug so, you can, cool. so you can tune in live. Well, That'd be really cool. And we, can, and we can interact. I know we can interact with, the, with our listeners and stuff, so I think we're kind of getting to a point where we can do that. Uh, find us also on the STL Happy Hour podcast page, and also don't uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, comment, and you know leave a review uh, for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Play Music, um, and what's your last one? Oh, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. So for John Sander, for Chris Riva, wow. I'm Andy Hanselman. You've been listening to episode six of STL Happy Hour on the St. Louis Podcast Network.